Okay, I, I just, I couldn't hear you anymore. Uh-oh. I'm Susanna. And I'm Audrey, and this is Everything is Copy. A podcast for dreamers and go-getters. Who also like to have a glass of wine and watch trashy reality TV from time to time. We're two copywriters who said peace out to our previous careers and publishing and teaching to do what we want for a living instead. And this is where we talk about, well, everything. Well, hi, uh, my name is Susanna. And I'm Audrey. And welcome to the inaugural episode of our podcast, Everything is Copy. We are kind of nervous. We're just a little nervous. We're nervous and so excited and like just sweating a tiny bit, to be completely honest. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) But welcome. We're excited that you're here. We're honored that you even care to listen. And hi, mom. Hi to my yeah, sister. Hi, mom. <laughs> hi, mom. Hi, Emma. Hi. Yes. Um, so we wanted to start every podcast episode with a little segment. We love a segment over here. Mm-hmm. So we're calling it Loving, Learning, and It's a No from Us. And we're just going to share every week what, you know, what's going on. So we're going to start with what we've been loving this week. And Audrey, what have you been loving this week? So I've been loving this for probably the last couple of months and I've been working remotely for almost four years and I just started doing this. So, um, and that is working from a coffee shop for one day a week and love it. This is like, I don't know why it's so like life changing for me. I think because I've worked from home for so long now that getting out of my own space is just becoming a necessity. And especially we'll get into all of this, but I also have a 14 month old at home, which he's the most beautiful, precious human, however, quite distracting. (laughs) So leaving the house just once a week has been so transformative for my entire like work process. So that is what I'm loving this week. What about you, Suze? I love a coffee shop work day. Yes. I love, I live for a coffee shop work day, but what do you get at your coffee shop work days? Like what's your drink? I try to switch it up. So I live in a small ish town, really the only coffee shop in my town is Starbucks. Um, so if I'm feeling fancy, I will get the brown sugar. What is it? Brown sugar, oat milk, shaken espresso, something like that. Exactly. Is that it? Yes. Um, and then, but just a normal day, I'll get an iced Americano with a splash of half and half. Just a splash. Yes, just Just a a tiny, tiny splash. What is your coffee order? Just a side note. Ooh. Okay. Iced oat milk latte always with a little bit of cinnamon on top. That's that's my favorite. That's what I want every time. And my loving this week is also caffeine related. So it's a great transition. But I have rediscovered Coke Zero after not having had soda in like years really, except for just the occasional soda. And I love Coke Zero and I don't understand why I didn't drink it for years, but it is my new vice. Wait. Okay. So I guess I only have really drank Diet Coke. So what's so different about Coke Zero? So I have a can right here. It, I think it just doesn't have aspartame in it. I feel like I just made that So it's healthier. 
Oh, it definitely does have aspartame in it now that I look. <laughs> so it's not healthier. So it's not healthier. I don't really know the difference, but it tastes a little different and I like it better. Okay. I'll have to give that a try. I cannot say I've actually even had Coke Zero before. If I'm, if you're like at a restaurant, like they don't just, I feel like they don't have that. They have Diet Coke or, or the regular thing. So I'll have yes, to, exactly. I'll have to give it a try. Okay. What are you learning this week? our learning part. Oh, Audrey got to hear all about this on a voice note yesterday. So I spent the weekend with one of my best friends who has a baby, the sweetest, cutest little nine month old, but it was like one of the more exhausting weekends of my entire life. And it's not my child. And I didn't really do that much with the child, but it has made me learn that, um, I don't think I could ever be a stay-at-home mom. They deserve $1 million a year at a minimum. Agreed. And Yeah. And I think motherhood can wait a minute for me. Yeah. I think it can. As a mom, <laughs> I would have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to have kids. I do. But not, not yet. Not yet. This weekend really taught me that. It's a lot of work. And I've always said, like, I, before becoming a mom, like, there was a long time I wasn't sure I wanted to even have kids. Um, and there's many, many reasons behind that. Um, but as soon as I had my son, it was like this instantaneous, like obsession protection, just like I was all in. However, I think that I also need something else for my brain to focus on. And maybe it won't always be like income related and a business or as, you know, all in as I am with my business right now. But I do think I just need something else to focus on other than my child. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I could even see just like how much of a sacrifice it is to be a stay at home mom. And I, yeah, I don't know that I could make it. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. It's hard, but, but the early years are the hardest. And those are the ones that they say, I mean, I don't know. I'm just over a year into it, but that's what they say are the longest years, but they fly by. Yeah. We all know those things, but, <laughs> um, and you guys will, you guys will see, but Audrey has the most precious child oh, ever. Thank you. Team Wally always. Team Wally. I love Wally. I'm the most biased, but I, I agree with that as well. <laughs> so what are you learning this week? Um, I'm learning. So it's kind of funny. I feel like my voice is like dry and like half a half an octave lower than it normally is because I was at a bachelorette party this weekend. I am 30 years old and I have not been to like a girls weekend slash bachelorette weekend since pre pandemic. So it's been over two years pre having a kid. So I just learned a really good lesson that I cannot hang like I used to simply put like, I'm unwell, <laughs> I'm rehydrating and exhausted this week. So, and I have another bachelorette party this weekend. So thoughts and prayers for, for me, please. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Yes. Thoughts and prayers. I'm doing the Catholic cross for you. <laughs> Even though not one of us is Catholic. No, neither of us. Neither <laughs> of us are Catholic. Okay, so but, what no, is a no for you this week? So I am going on vacation in April. I'm going to London for like eight days. And I don't think I realized until I went out on my own and had my own business how much guilt you get 
from leaving something that is yours because it's not like you have PTO days. Yeah. Like you still have people that are relying on you for things, even though you can technically do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So I have decided that I am not going to feel guilty about going on vacation. So me feeling guilty for going to London and Paris is a no for me. That is a no for you and for me. It's a no. It's a no. Because I sent all of my clients an email that said, I'll be gone for, you know, this week and a half and I'll work to get some stuff done before and the rest of it after. And most of them were like great about it, but I started to get all sorts of guilty. And I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to get guilty. We're just going to go. We're going to have fun. It is so funny because when you start like freelancing or start doing I don't know, work like this where it's like, oh, work from wherever you want or, you know, you can travel while you work technically. And I know both you and I have done that before, like, quote, traveling vacations, which some of our like clients and friends have been like, what does that even mean? A traveling vacation? You should either be on vacation or not traveling vacation, sorry, working vacation. Um, So and I feel like you think that that's going to be the reality when you get into like this kind of work, but it is so much harder than that. And you don't really want to be working while you are on vacation, but there no, is. it adds so much pressure yeah. to the whole thing. Yeah. But there's a lot more, it's different. Like there's so, so many benefits to working for yourself, but there are also so there's, there's a lot more pressure in certain ways like that, where you have to plan for your time off and like you and I both, the way we work, we don't necessarily get paid if we're taking time off or time away from client work. Mm-hmm. So it's just different. So what what's a no from you this week? A no from me. Okay. So like I mentioned, I was on a bachelorette party this weekend and um, <laughs> there was a couple times, everyone there was so nice. I only knew a couple of the girls who were going, but everyone was so, so nice. So I must preface with that. But one of the girls did call me out two times for blushing. And now I'm blushing, even talking about it because I have the most (laughs) sensitive skin and I guess sensitive, like blush sensors. Um, and it was both times I like had said something really funny and made the group laugh, which is like such a win. And then I started blushing because I'm a freaking (laughs) introvert (laughs) and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And so I just think that calling people out for blushing is rude. And then she called another, like there's this guy on the trip and he was absolutely hilarious. And he said something funny and he blushed and, um, and she called him out too. And I was like, you finally at that point, I was like, you are a blushing color outer. And I was kidding (laughs) with her, but I think I got the point across and she didn't tell me or him one more time when we were blushing. I just got two TV show flashbacks. When you said that first, there was a whole Grey's Anatomy episode where this one girl blushed. Do you remember that? Did you know? I haven't watched, watched Grey's Anatomy in oh my God. so long. Oh, the best. I feel like it has imprinted on my brain, but there's like an episode where this girl blushed every time she saw Derek. And so her surgery was to like, stop her blushing. Wow. I need that surgery. No, actually. you do not. She was like, <laughs> her whole body was turning red, but then yeah. When you said you're a blush collar outer, it reminded me of the Lizzie McGuire episode where <laughs> outfit repeater, Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do remember that one. <laughs> the best, the best movie, the best show, Team Hillary Duff forever. 
forever. I remember this is a huge side note, but my mom took me and my best friend. I think I was in like the fourth grade. She took me out of school and my best friend, um, like a half day on a Friday to go see the Lizzie McGuire movie because we were so excited to see it. It was the first day it came out. So 100% Hillary Duff forever. She's still my favorite celebrity ever. I still yeah, think I, she will always be my favorite. She's adorable. Oh, her new show, How I Met Your Father, though, I'm going to be honest, it's just not very good. Oh, it's I not. I have, no. to, to be honest, also, I have not heard of that before. Yeah, it's brand <laughs> new. It's like a spinoff of How I Met Your Mother. Okay. But it doesn't have any of the same characters, but like the same premise. But it's a little cheesy. Maybe it'll get better as it goes. But I do need to watch the other one that you told me about. Um, younger. Younger. Yes. Younger. Yes. That's still on my list. Okay. Now we are like sliding into our voice text territory <laughs> where. So let's just give a little backstory of why we started this podcast and how we got here because it kind of starts with our voice text to each other. Exactly. <laughs> our exactly. incessant voice text. Literally six minutes a day. We, so Audrey and I actually met whenever Audrey was an editor at the magazine that I was interning at for the summer. (laughs) And I had, she had had a blog at the time and I saw something about it on Twitter and I had started following her. And then I had seen Audrey like while I was sitting at the intern desk and I was like, this is the best story because it really like does great things for my ego. (laughs) I was like, that girl is so cool. And I feel like that is the girl from that blog I followed on Twitter. And so I shoot, I shot, I shot my Twitter shot and I was like, hi, (laughs) I am an intern. You actually tweeted me. I I don't think it was like a DM or anything. You tweeted me and I remember this. Because it like absolutely made my day. First and foremost, I was miserable at that job. I I hated every second of it, which is why I started my blog. Shout out Freckles and Figs. It's no longer a blog, but um, it was rocking for like a strong year and a half there. (laughs) But you tweeted me and you said something along the lines of like, oh my gosh, you're one of my favorite blogs. And I was like, excuse me? Does anyone actually read my blog? I thought I was I just doing this for me and me alone. <laughs> I read it. I read it. I remember making this like veggie chili recipe or something that you shared. Yes. Oh, wow. I know. I know. And so I told Audrey, like, I want, I, I was an intern there. I was like, not that much younger than her, actually. No, but- no. We're making it sound like I'm 15 yeah. years older than you. You're only yeah. like, three years I think three years younger than you so we went um and got coffee one day and I was like supposed to be working at my desk and I'm pretty sure that we got coffee for like a hour and a half (laughs) like yeah I'm there for a long time and we just like very instantly hit it off I think we just were like we have a lot in common Yeah, we became friends and we learned, so we learned we both like studied journalism and wanted to obviously work at a magazine, but I was, like I said, so unhappy at my job there that I ended up moving shortly after. So that was like one of only three or four times. I think, I can only think of three times that we've actually hung out and met in person, which is absolutely insane because I talked to you more than like some of my closest family members. (laughs) No, same. It's crazy. I think we had that coffee at 
the magazine. We might've had coffee like one more time before she met. And then Audrey had moved to Nashville for a little while and we had coffee when I was there in Nashville. And then our entire relationship for like the last several years has just been incessant text messaging and voice texting. And then we like when I think it was after like I had Wally last year, I was like, I like my, my thumbs are too slow to speak with people. So I need to just voice text them. (laughs) And, but we talk all the time. So it's really like, we are sending each other like many, many minutes of voice text every day, but we, I don't know, we just have so much to talk about. And then sometimes also vent about that. We wanted to bring the voice text to the public in a way and invite others into the conversation. So this podcast is for copywriters, but it's also for just other women in their twenties and their thirties, right. Who are just like navigating their lives. Like, I feel like we're such good friends because we understand certain aspects of each other's lives, but we're also in completely different stages of our lives and like, but we can both still relate to each other. So we just wanted to bring that to the masses. Yeah. We would sometimes realize on our voice notes that like in one day we had talked about like marriage. I am very much not married. We had talked about (laughs) parenting. We had talked about clients. We've talked about family issues. We talked about dating. And this is like all in the scope of the day. There is lots of talk about therapy. And we're like, we love therapy over here. (laughs) Team therapy. Team therapy. I think I've said team something like four times on this podcast episode. And I know I'm going to hear it when I listen. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to realize all of our crutches. So Susanna and I have been on a like grand total combined of like five podcasts, I think of other people's podcasts I'm saying. So this is all very, very new to us. We are learning as we go. And you know what? I think that's relatable. (laughs) Right. Relatable. Right. And you know what? There's a lot of people in the world who have very successful podcasts that, you know what, if they can do it, I'm convinced that we can do it. We sure as hell can do it too. Or are we going to cuss on this? (laughs) I I say we do. I don't know. I feel like it just comes out naturally sometimes. I don't know. Yes, it does. help it sometimes. But we did kind of want to like go into a little bit about what we separately do because while this podcast won't always be about business and copywriting. It'll be a pretty big part of it. And it's a pretty big part of us as well. So we both, like Audrey said, kind of started out in journalism, Audrey more so than me, because I never really had an official journalism job, but Audrey, like, how did it look like getting from college to journalism to copywriting? Um. Good question, Suze. <laughs> um, no, I, so like I said, I studied journalism at TCU, Texas Christian University, go frogs. Um, and after college, I graduated with no job, which is what I think is pretty much the norm for a journalism graduate. <laughs> and I ended up a few weeks after graduation, I got a job in Um, PR, which I thought was just like adjacent to journalism, which in some ways it sort of is, but it was not the job for me. I learned probably within the first week, maybe even the first day, I absolutely hated it. Not just, I think I could have liked PR, but just 
I wasn't into the work I was doing. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so after I did stick it out for three whole months, go me. Um, after that, I moved to like a real estate startup and I was doing their marketing. That job was really fun. I actually loved that. And it was like a really young company. Um, and just like everyone was super easy to get along with. And it was very much like a low key environment, like a young millennial environment. So I loved that, but I had, I had interned at that same magazine that you interned at where we met previously um, when I was in college and they reached out to me about a job there and offered it to me. And I ended up taking that thinking like I had been like dying to get back into magazine journalism. And when I took it, I realized immediately once again, that it was not the job for me. <laughs> but by then I had jumped around so much. I was like, okay, well, I better stay here for a little while or else absolutely no one will take me seriously. So I did stay there for about a year and a half and I just truly was not very happy. And that's when I started my blog, Buckles <laughs> and Figs. Um, but I just and wanted to do something. You oh, have yes. to tell them too, that it wasn't like it sounded like this really cool magazine editor job, but you were literally in an Excel doc all day. Yes, I was um, on the editorial team, but I, I was I was like an analyst slash just like a fact checker of addresses. It was torture. And I'm a soul very, sucking. very <laughs> yeah, soul sucking. I am obviously a creative person since I love writing and very much not like I never really wanted the corporate nine to five job anyways. And I got like, I got all of that. So, um, my boyfriend at the time now husband ended up getting into, um, a program in Nashville where I had lived there for a summer previously too, for an internship. And I kind of like was like encouraging him to like look at schools there for to get his MBA because I was like I just want to have an excuse to leave um, <laughs> this town. <laughs> Bye. And, this and so we did get in, and we moved to Nashville. And I was so over like everything that I had gone through work wise at that point that I ended up getting a job nannying, which I was like kind of. I was kind of like embarrassed about it. It was an amazing family and a great, great opportunity. I actually made more money nannying than any of my corporate jobs. So that's just kind of funny on its own. But um, that's when I started freelancing more and more on the side and taking on like just random writing gigs from friends that I knew in marketing or startups or whatever else. And um, it was really nice. Like I had this really flexible, like quote day job where I was literally like going on walks and like going to the zoo and the library it was very fun. <laughs> and then I would go home and like write and I did some copy editing at that time. And um after we were there for two years, my husband got a job offer after graduating and we moved then to Austin. And clearly at that point I was like, well whatever, I can go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, but that was like a natural transition for me. I was like, I could either like get another nanny job. I liked, I really liked doing that. Um, and I can keep doing this part-time or I can go full-time and just like start my own copywriting business. And that's what I ended up doing. And it was really, really hard at first. Like I, when we can talk more about this probably in other episodes, but I took on every opportunity that came my yeah. way, like just 
some of the most like ridiculous jobs and low paying jobs ever. But it ended up serving me really well because I learned very quickly who I liked working for and the kinds of work that I liked doing and what I didn't like doing. Um, and now here I am. That was in 20, let's see, 2018. So four years ago, I started going, doing full-time copywriting and here we are today. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it's been four years. I know. It feels like longer than that sometimes. And other times I'm like, no, it doesn't. I cannot believe it's been that long. Oh my gosh. And none of us ever also thought we were going to be copywriters. Like I didn't even know what know. that was. <laughs> Me either. No. And there's no, well, not that I know of at least no copywriting degree you can get in school. I was like, I, my options are journalism or English, I guess, mm-hmm. or communications. So, yeah. Yeah. um, here we are. <laughs> yeah. We'll probably have to go into detail on like a future episode about what exactly copywriting is too. Yeah. I'm sure some of you are like, Hmm. Um, yes. but it's not, it's not legal. It doesn't have anything to do with the C with the circle around it. It's all <laughs> marketing and writing, but I've had people be confused by that before. And then I'm like, no, no, no. It's like the way less smart. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I way, it. it is the very, very, it's the word one, not exactly. the law one. <laughs> exactly. But I actually started in journalism too, kind of like Audrey. So I, I went to Texas A&M and I'm so annoying for saying Texas A&M instead of just A&M, but that's where I went. And people uh, who don't live in Texas, like I didn't know what that was before I moved to Texas. So you got to give the full full thing. Okay, good. (laughs) A&M is like a pretty culty school. Audrey's husband went there. So she knows like, yes, it's like amazingly culty. Yeah. And I feel like I never, I feel like I never bought into the super culty. So sometimes I feel like I sound ridiculous, but I went to did you do the ring dunk though. I did. I did do the ring dunk. I dunked my ring and okay. beer as per college tradition. And I on graduating upon graduating and I promptly vomited all of it up. How fast did you chug it? Because you have to chug a whole pitcher of beer with your ring in it, which is also sounds quite a bit like a choking hazard. Yes. So you actually have, it's like this whole process that I didn't really realize until I went to school there. You have to pour all of your beer into this massive pitcher and let it sit overnight. So all the bubbles go away. And I, (laughs) yeah, right. And I put Lone Star Light beer, and I am not a beer drinker, in the pitcher, (laughs) let it sit. And I ended up getting my Aggie ring, which is just, you know, like a class ring at kind of a different time than all of my friends. A lot of my friends had gotten theirs a semester before or they were getting it the semester after. So I'm like one of the only people I know who dunked my ring and like had a ring dunk party for just myself, like a main character moment. And so I <laughs> and so I stood up I want on to do the one for porch. myself. Oh my gosh, do it with your wedding ring. And yes, I'm sure that would be lovely. <laughs> I remember we had a big old deck in our backyard at the house I lived at in college. And I got up there and I did it. He goes like 42 seconds, which is very average, not great, but okay. And I remember there were all these people like screaming at me and like telling me to drink faster. And I was getting so overwhelmed and I drank the whole pitcher and I walked right off of that patio and I just like threw up behind <laughs> the like little den thing we had out there. And then I rallied and it was a very fun night. 
Sometimes puking kind of helps things. So I mean, I've heard. I'm yeah. not a big puker. I think I've only thrown up like twice from drinking, but same actually. I think that was one of my only. <laughs> That's times. a good. I mean, that is a good excuse to a whole pitcher of beer. I could not do that. <sighs> and I ugh, and you could catch me far away from like any light beer after that ever again. Yeah. It, ugh, maybe I could do it with rosé. Honestly, that I could do. But then it would ruin it would ruin the taste of it for you because it's just That's so sweet. much. It was this massive pitcher, and like more liquid than you need in your body at once. Yeah, yeah, that's too much. But all of that to say, that is where I went to college. (laughs) um, My first year there, I'd actually, or I guess I'll rewind a little bit. I wrote and wanted to be a writer my whole life and wanted to be either an author or a magazine editor or something. But I got very into Grey's Anatomy my senior year of high school and really decided maybe I will be a doctor, which was so ridiculous. Hard right turn. So ridiculous. And so I actually entered college as a biomedical sciences major, which I knew within about five seconds of my first class that it was a fat no for me. (laughs) I think my GPA, my first semester of college was like a 1.4. Oh my goodness. I failed chemistry. I got like a D in lab. I got like a D in statistics, but then, but then I changed my major to journalism. (laughs) You're like, oh my God, this is where I was meant to be. Jesus. This is where I was meant to be. So I changed to that major, like my sophomore year of college, really thought that's what I was going to do. I really thought I was going to be a newsroom journalist. I did a couple of internships, one at the magazine that must not be named with Audrey. I did one um, at USA Today and it kind of turned into a job, kind of turned into like a part-time job after I graduated. Um, And so that summer after college graduation, I was like, okay, well, I guess this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to look for a full-time job and keep this part-time job. I was a news producer or a digital producer, something like that. And there, the amount of layoffs that happen in the journalism world is truly astounding. And within, oh yeah. And within about two months, um, they closed the desk that I was technically working on down. And so it was like August and I didn't have a job I wasn't that stressed about it. I was like working at a peach orchard. I'll get into that later. It was like my (laughs) summer job that I had all throughout high school. And I was like, I have time. Um, And randomly got a call from a high school principal saying that my yearbook teacher from high school quit. They really needed someone that had a job. Someone suggested me. Um, I had never in 1 million bajillion years wanted to be a teacher. I did not have any desire. My whole family is in education. It was a no for me. But, (laughs) but it did work out. Um, and I was a teacher. I ended up teaching at my high school for three years. And the first year I was teaching, it was also pretty instantaneous. I felt like I had gotten kind of placed there to figure out what I wanted to do. I just felt that. I don't know why, but I just kept thinking this is a pretty good opportunity because like your first couple years of teaching you're not making bad money. The thing is you just never really like make more money. You don't get a lot <laughs> yeah. of raises, but at yeah. first it works out. I had a it seems like a ton after going from making like no money in exactly. college. 
Exactly. And so I figured out I had time after work. I had Thanksgiving break. I had fall break. I had Christmas break. I had this very low pressure job that kind of gave me time to do other things. And so I started freelancing and I was mostly doing freelance journalism. I was writing for the magazine I interned at. I was writing for USA Today, some other small pieces. And I actually had kind of decided I wanted to get into copywriting. And I think that's probably where me and Audrey really like hardcore became really good friends because I had reached out to her. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of want to do this, but I don't really know how. And so Audrey was in like the beginning of starting her business. And I was like, I kind of think I want to do this on the side. And I still thought I wanted to go into journalism or something, but slowly over, you know, the next three years, I just started building up a business of my own. And it got to the point where the amount I was working was just absolutely ridiculous. And I would come home and I would work until 11 PM and I would go to bed and I would wake up and I would do it again. And I really kind of hit a wall that last year of teaching, which was 2019 to 2020. And I absolutely hated it. I loved the kids that I worked with. I mean, I taught high school. They're so funny, but I hated, I hated teaching. I hated, well, I'm not going to say I hated, surely he won't listen. I did not like my, the principal. That was my, <laughs> like at all. I was not a fan. I shout think, out to that guy. Shout out to that guy. He was, I was going to say, were you like hanging out with teachers who were your teachers in high school? That's got to be so weird. I know for sure so many of my high school teachers still work at my high school. So no, not really. So the first year that I taught there, it was like my high school principal who I loved who taught there or who was still the principal there. He's the one who hired me. And then there were like a couple of random teachers that had had me in class that worked there. But I also, I was very by myself, like the department that I taught, I didn't have like a team. It was just me. And I was very much like, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to leave. So I was not, I was not Mm -hmm. making these deep, like hanging out in the teacher's lounge and eating lunch (laughs) kind of thing. So no, (laughs) I was not, but it's funny. It was, it was funny to like, walk past and say hi to my economics teacher in high school who was like down the hall for me my first year of teaching so So yeah but by the time I left exactly exactly (laughs) but by the time I left the like third year I was teaching almost none of them worked there anymore so it didn't even feel like the same place really yeah yeah but COVID hit in March of my last year of teaching and I got a taste for what it was like to work for myself from home all day. And Mm -hmm. I think I woke up like two days into technically being on Zoom school. And I was like, I'm not going back. I'm not going back next year. And I just knew it. I knew it. I I was like, I can't go back. I already feel anxiety about the thought of going back. And I remember when you made that decision, it was like the biggest sigh of relief because it had been something you'd been talking about, at least with me for like a year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just do it. But also like you want to feel secure when you make that jump. And like, it is so, so scary going from like regular paychecks to, 
irregular (laughs) pay a lot of times when you have different hours that you work with different clients. So, um, but yeah, it's just so wild. You kind of did, I feel like get out of teaching at the best time, because I think the, the next school year for teachers was the absolute sounds like the hardest year ever. It was such a nightmare. I got so lucky. Honestly, I feel kind of bad saying that, but it's true. I didn't teach a like core class. I taught yearbook and audio video. So when all (laughs) of this stuff happened in the first place, the elective classes were not the priority for zoom school. It was like, let's figure out how to get the kids on math and the kids on science. So I literally just kind of, I didn't do much. And I was able to like work on my new website and get some more clients and work more. And I was like, there's no way I could go back to having a boss. I also think maybe I have mild authority issues. Oh my gosh, me too. (laughs) I'm shocked. We've never talked about this, but I cannot stand. Well, we can get into this another time, but I'm really, really not good at people like micromanaging me, um, telling me what to do, Same. <laughs> where to be or what time. And so, it's like, once you get a fun. taste of not, not having to have someone tell you what to do, it's like, okay, you can't Never go, back. go back. You can't Never. go back. And so mm-hmm. the rest is history. That was, I left teaching. I set my official resignation in like April of 2020. The school year ended in May. And I was really lucky because I actually, I got paid through August of that year. So that whole summer, I was just able to kind of figure things out until I was like consistently matching what I was making. And it didn't feel scary when the like teaching paycheck stopped. But yeah, yeah. and here we are. And fun fact, Susanna helped me. So like we were talking about earlier, like taking vacations or taking something like a maternity leave is such a different thing to wrap your mind around. And Susanna was like my girl as I prepared for my maternity leave, which like the timing of that all worked out so perfectly because you were like getting ready to quit like summer of 2020. I was having the baby like January, 2021. So you helped me like that whole fall and winter in preparing content and copy ahead of time for clients. And then you also stepped in for like the three months I was out as kind of like a temp me, but we had finished Mm -hmm. so much of the work anyways. I don't even know. I think there was like one or two clients who needed your help or you helped like pull numbers for things, but, um, and it's but crazy yeah. when I think about it. Like I I would not have become a copywriter if it wasn't for randomly tweeting Audrey on Twitter like in 2015 because she helped a ton with just me figuring out what I wanted to do, realizing it was possible, like yeah, helping me yeah. get there. It's like actually crazy to think about. I don't think I, I feel like we it. both do that for each other now. Like, and we like ask each other, each other questions about like, how are you doing this? And how are you figuring out like taxes or like invoicing or like raising rates and all these things that like without each other, we would have to just like Google it and like cross our fingers and hope for the best. But we've been able to navigate so much together in our own separate businesses. and. 
Um, it's just been really like cool and interesting how we've both been able to like develop pretty successful businesses now and um also like grow our friendship in a really cool way too my one regret regret in life is not inviting you to my wedding like what an idiot because we were like not really we were like friends or like acquaintances at that point we'd had our maybe first coffee hangout yeah exactly we were very we were like baby friends and now I know but I'm like that was a core moment in my life and now that we are like such close friends I'm like you should have been there I know now I'm like when I get married in the next 40 years Audrey will definitely be at my wedding we're manifesting the perfect man for you oh my gosh I can't wait to get up get into all of this like via podcast yes (laughs) really I can't but now you guys kind of see like how the two of us became friends and why it's just everything is kind of connected with us. And we were like, what other, what better way to connect with other people than to talk? Than to talk with everyone. And let's explain our name really quick because yes. I'm an idiot who didn't even know where this iconic quote came from until Susanna told me. So I gotcha. Okay. So my very favorite movie in the world ever. And Audrey, you've seen it, right? You have seen When Harry Met Sally. Oh, yes. I love that movie. Okay. Thank God. I don't know how I didn't ask you that. But my very favorite movie (laughs) is When Harry Met Sally. And my mom's favorite movie is Sleepless in Seattle. And so I grew up knowing the badass that is Nora Ephron, a.k.a. the, the screenwriter for both of those movies and a bunch of other ones. And she has this quote where she said, everything is copy. And that basically means that everything that happens to us in life is fair game to talk about and to write about and to process however we want to. And as two people who quite literally over the years have written about everything. Everything. Like from grain bags to (laughs) what was that one client you worked with, Audrey? Interleavers, yes, those papers in between deli cheese slices that are prepackaged. Yes, I have written about those. And like, I'm sorry, but why do you need a copywriter if you are a sandwich? Like, you like what? Why do you need blog posts? You know, we don't. We don't. I think that was website copy, actually. But still, like, that doesn't need to be professionally curated. Just like make it coherent. It's the papers between cheeses. Anyways. Exactly. Exactly. But here we just, we kind of want to talk about, well, everything. Like we've said, everything. everything. (laughs) And that kind of brings us to, to a little segment we want to do at the end, which to be fair, we don't have that great of a name for yet or a name for at all. Yeah, we really don't have a name. (laughs) But we oh, know that should tag us or just comment on our most recent Instagram post and give suggestions if you do have a name. Yes. Suggestion. Yes. So what we're doing is I I love a good party topic. Like you know how everyone has some sort of topic that they could talk about at a party. Well, maybe not a party. Cause like if I talked about mine at a party, people would think I was weird, but one of those <laughs> topics where, <laughs> where you could give like an entire presentation with like no preparation. 
Um, and we want to talk about the little ones that we are both obsessed with. And we want to talk with guests about the little everythings, the little pieces of copy. I don't know. We really need to workshop that. <laughs> You're workshopping it in real time right now. And I love it. And workshopping it. Y'all are my peer review. Um, but please just be kind. please be kind. But just to like, if y'all are listening to this going, I literally don't know what she's talking about. For instance, no, my, no, I didn't get it. Okay, guys, good. Yeah. Uh, surely. Right. Cause like I could talk to you about the Titanic and not the movie, not the movie. I mean the shipwreck that occurred in 1912. I could the talk historic to, occurrence. God, I could talk to a brick wall about it. And I'm like, everyone has this topic that they could talk to, <laughs> that they could tell you everything about with zero preparation. Yes. So mine would have to be the real housewives. Um, that. really any franchise, but specifically right now, Miami is everything to me. I mean, I just, Dr. Nicole Martin is my hero and my queen. So that would be mine. I could do like a 20 minute dissertation on the Real Housewives, specifically currently of Miami. So get ready because we'll, we'll <laughs> have these little mini, you know, once we get, once we get our water wings. Or, oh my God. What is that word? What did I just say? What is a water wing? I think that's not what I meant. Oh my once God. we get our... What is it? I can't even think of the actual phrase. Okay, we are copywriters. We're still learning how to speak in real time. Yeah, before we started this episode and we were going over our loving, our learning, and that's a no for us, I kept accidentally saying our live, laugh, love, which is Which is not- also appropriate because both of our moms collect signs in that realm, my mom has 50 signs around her house that are poetic and inspirational adjacent to live, laugh, love, but ours are loving learning. And that's a no for us. That's our, yeah, that's our approach. (laughs) But we hope that this was really fun and we can't wait to (laughs) keep doing it every week for however long we want to do it, which is crazy. (laughs) Yes, thank you guys so much for listening. This is so much fun, and we hope that we can just create some fun conversations and hopefully share some insights about copywriting and everything else that 20 and 30-something – I have to say 30 because I'm freaking 30 now. So 20 and 30-something-year-old women can relate to who want to have fulfilling lives because that's what we want, and we're just doing whatever the hell we can to get there. Yeah. And I'm almost like, I'm getting pretty close to being 30. I'm not that far. So my gosh, you have like multiple years, (laughs) (laughs) but if you will, I've always wanted to say this, you can subscribe to our podcast via Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Please rate review and what's the other one? Subscribe. (laughs) Oh my God. We're going to get better at this. Please. You guys just throw us a bone and leave a nice rating. Yes. And pass it along to a friend and you can follow our Instagram at everything is copy podcast. Yay. We'll see you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.